Bullish, bullish, bullish. Yes. I am bullish. What's up, beautiful new world? I am eternally sway from MTV News, filling in for Serena Alchel, and we are back. Game number 11, episode 14 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah. Knifey Lion Radio is the Twitter handle. Give it a follow. Joining me in the multi-million dollar studios, reformed indoor soccer instigator, Zach. Good day. Corbin Bone. Also joining me without a strange introduction, Nick from Soccer. Present. He is here. Not joining me today. Sipping wine spritzers on the beach right now. It's Zach's friend Chad. God love you. Yamaste. Uh, today, so much nonsense to cover that we won't even try to touch all of it, but we'll briefly talk about that U.S. Open Cup game that happened 12 years ago. We'll get sour talking about our inability to ever beat Louisville. We'll give a quick catch watch. You know we'll come hard with a tickle smash. Then uh, the segment Zach has invented to prove he's the strongest of everyone. It's man. Then we'll get happy discussing the MLS. Probably don't have any chance, so you are in luck, but you never know. First off, though, if your name starts with a letter between B and L, you're welcome to join me. The John Hart's Cave of Wonders. Up first, remember this, folks? We played the U.S. Open Cup in Pittsburgh last year, 10 years ago, and we won 3-1. to one. Remember that, Nick? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, 3-1. to one. Sem DeWitt and Cicerone each starting, so you know it was a wild one. Let's go through the goals. McLaughlin scored in the 39th. Lance Lang, remember him in the 61st. Daniel, I got a haircut. Haber in the 62nd. And then Pittsburgh put the fear of God into us in the 88th minute, pulling one back. Zach, what was your takeaway from that long since past Pittsburgh game? Yeah, it's not really fresh, but I remember being happy with the game. Yes. It was great. People were calling it our B team, which we were just saying we don't have a B team. And uh, yeah, we looked good. Deserve the win. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, my one thing I wrote down was that we have depth, and this this seemed right at the time, that we are unstoppable. Clearly, we're not. Nick, did you have any thoughts about that game from years ago? Earlier in the game, Lang had a uh, free kick in the first half, and it uh, went over the crossbar, didn't miss by too much, but he had so much power on it, and I just remember thinking, if we get another opportunity in a part of the field that, that was similar to that, I think he's going to be able to to put it in, and uh, sure enough, got the free kick in the second half. And uh, as long as he's on the field, really should be our free, or like our free kick taker. Um, yeah. What else can you say? We won that game, which means we play Minnesota United June sixth, Wednesday, at Nippert. So that was great. And then uh, the next day, we got the MLS news, but we'll skip over that till later because that's positive. Yesterday. Played Louisville, and we lost. Zach, thoughts about the game? (laughs) It's my intro. Yeah, not many thoughts, except, like always, Louisville just looks, like I said this the first time we played them, they're just a well-oiled machine. They're well-coached, disciplined, organized, always in the right place, offensively, defensively. They are also skilled in the arts of getting us riled up, and we fall for it. Uh, Last night's victim, I think, Richie Ryan was the most guilty of losing his cool 
And I think it really kind of took him out of the game in the first half, especially. I was watching on TV, and he was just, I don't know. He looked like a drunken fool, to be quite honest. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they just stopped us straight up. We couldn't complete anything. Uh, None of our one-twos were coming off. That's that. That being said, their goals, I don't know. Well, the one was two deflections, so whatever. And then that free kick, that's kind of a freak, too. And I point the finger at Nas, who kind of jumped and turned sideways and ducked out of the way of the ball. Yeah, I will mention a few lineup changes. Blake Smith apparently is hurt. He was not out there. Uh, Boehner was out there. Patty Bart in there instead of Forrest Lasso. And besides that, it was very much the same as the lineup we had against NCFC with much different results. Nick, I know you are giving glory to God and to John O'Connor, James O'Connor. Nope, John O'Connor, the Terminator. What were your um, very positive thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like Zach was saying that Louisville were always finding themselves in the right position. I think that was a big takeaway for me was the field positioning aspect of, of their game on offense. They were always in positions of support when somebody on the team got the ball. You hardly ever saw anybody 30 yards in their own island on any part of the field. They always had a, someone in a position of support. Then on defense... They must have been watching our games in the last seven weeks because majority of the goals we produced, I think, came from midfield play. Jimmy McLaughlin's goal against Pittsburgh was a ball Welshman played in at the top of the box. Um, his other goal against Indy, which one that Bone played an amazing pass to, was coming from the center of the field. Even the Detroit City game, he had uh, Jimmy playing a ball to Welshman in the middle of the field for the, for the fourth and final goal. And I think I think O'Connor knows that. I think he knew that we were going to be trying to build stuff through the middle. I, I think they just were able to clog up all the passing lanes, and they forced us to the outside. Um, me and Zach were talking about the first time we played them, like how Lang had like 20 crosses from, from the flanks um, towards the end of the game because we just literally couldn't do anything else. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to them for being able to um, effectively dismantle our game plan by um, having really good field positioning. What I was texting Nick about is you were waiting for a plan B yesterday, and then he pointed out that our plan B would have been to hit the flanks and start whipping some crosses in. We did that for a lot of the game the first time we played them, and that failed too. So who knows if that would have even worked. I know he's probably prioritizing the U.S. Open Cup game. He's rotating, whatever. But the subs, we didn't have a spark last night to like really turn things around because we were never we were never out of the game. You know, we didn't look great, but there was always a chance, you know, Ledesma's free kick, if that goes in. When Lang came on, he really wasn't, like, the difference maker that you see when, like, Jimmy comes on and is just, like, a ball of energy. Haber comes on sometimes. He's just, like, a ball of energy. Lang, for whatever reason, you don't see him attacking defenders and trying to, like, get down to the touchline. He's got a great shot. He can cross the ball well, but it just, like, I don't know. It just hasn't been happening for him. Which which game do you think we looked better, the first time we played them or last night? I personally think we looked a little bit better last night yeah i did too and jonah i will let you speak eventually um i got to do the intro it's all that matters i thought we looked a little better last night too and i think the majority of people might disagree because they'll say oh the second half of our first matchup with them we like outplayed them created more chances than them this and that but we did like the things we were trying to do last night were a lot more positive i thought and a lot less desperate um so yeah, I thought we looked we looked like a better team last night than we did the first time we played them. I don't know. I thought like now that we were playing 
this way. We were like an attacking force to be reckoned with. We were scoring lots of goals. I thought last night was going to be different, and it just, I don't know. It's just, they've got our number, I guess. Yeah, last night I wouldn't have minded seeing um, previously maligned by me and Nick's favorite chant, Cicerone. Someone like that just to give a spark sprint down the sidelines and just a different angle of attacking them. And I think the game seems worse just because that sec- after that second goal, that really deflated everything. And um, Ledesma was the only one who seemed to grab the ball and sprint like, hey, come on, we can still do this. But everybody else kind of kind of sank down. And I think people kind of acted like Ledesma was a little lazy towards the beginning of the season. But God damn, like how many times did he win the ball back last night, picking people off once again? I mean, he doesn't have any goals or assists to show for it. But again, Ledesma was awesome. My final thought on the game um, is, you know, not really having to do much with the game itself, but I, I just hope everybody that's crying, you know, that the sky is falling, just quit. Knock it off. It's it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, we played a great team. They played us very well. Um, you know, we didn't look great, but it's early in the season. And it's plenty of time to, we have plenty of time to make up whatever we lost last night. So just give it a rest. Yeah. I mean, Louisville is the best team in the league. Still, you know, we were looking like we were, but let's be honest, like they still are until someone else knocks them off. And, uh, you know, we got one more chance to beat them away. So hopefully we do, because I don't want to go out our last USL season losing three to Louisville. My not so hot take was uh, sprinting Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Sprint back on uh, onside, you know. <laughs> Like I get it, he's 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 he gasses himself and then he gets caught up there, but there was at least three times where uh, they were looking to play long and he was just like puttering back twenty yards from being back on side. Like bro, come on! Like I get it, but I don't get it. I just noticed it a million times last night and it was pissing me off because he had nothing else good to show for his game. Yeah, games. and I th- well, I think that's what it is. I think in the last pod I even said like, oh man, I don't care if Kuna gets caught offside. 10 times a game I want him playing on the edge of the line just to catch him once or twice and he'll get through but last night he didn't have really much positive to show for it so then his mistakes shine even brighter I thought Welshman should have come on sooner because he he looked all right once he came in um well now look before we get to catch watch let's do uh my favorite new segment Deckle smash Deckle did have some classic canine moments last night. The first one, a forearm shove that only he can pull off that just led to a warning, which was, you know, for me, the deckle smash of the week. And, um, you know, thought he was going to get away with it, but that yellow was lurking, especially for most of the team that game. And eventually he did get his fourth yellow and I guess the suspension. But uh, any other deckle smash moments that I missed out there? Or was nope. it the whole vibe of the game? The only one I can think of was... At halftime, when they did corral the squirrel into a box, I, I saw the guy take it off field and then just kind of like start stomping on the box. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but... Yeah, I think Deckel misses his bash brother, Mighty Ducks too, and um, he likes Patty Bard out there, who's actually probably more of a smash brother than um, our Lord and Savior. But doesn't Deckel have to hold that squirrel upside down and slit its throat? <laughs> what are we talking about anymore? Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of violence out there. Uh, Richie Ryan going in. I think we got the foul, but I never saw the replay. But honestly, it looked like more of a foul on Richie Ryan. Richie Ryan went in studs up on that. And uh, O'Connor had every right to be really upset. It seemed like one of those ones where Richie Ryan stayed down hurt to be like, I'm hurt too. And then he kind of like shooed people away who were on to make sure he was okay. I was wondering if he was kind of milking that. You know, when you 
guilty of a foul and you see the guy who committed it kind of rolling around like i'm not saying he was faking it because he probably did hurt himself but they kind of be like oh god i i got it too i got it too i was like i'm not falling for it yeah i mean that one stood out for me there was a couple you know some people maybe even you guys were saying the refs were a little suspect last night but we got away with a few so i think it must have evened out i don't think that really had bearing on the game no it was early on where it was more frustrating some of the got some ticky tack calls on our forwards that I thought were unwarranted. And uh, once the crowd goes against you at that point, that's it for the game. And they're going to harp on every single call, which is fine. That's what crowds do. But yeah, it was it was no Guido part one out there or anything like that, which I've heard. This week is going to be hard. Uh, Zach's favorite segment that he came up with uh, man! to pick a man of the week. Uh, Zach, you mentioned Evan Newton, who despite two goals on him, did have some good saves that reminded us of early the early work of Evan Newton. Yeah, there was one he got down real low. It was a great place shot, and then he kept out. Um, and you can't fault him for either of the goals. So, I mean, in a sea of shit, I think Evan Newton was our man of the match <laughs> last night, I guess. Nick, do you have a man? Yeah, I mean, you got to go with Evan Newton. I mean, like Zach was saying, he, he gets down, and his quick reflexes, and he kept a couple really good shots out. The the second goal, obviously, there's just there's just nothing you can do about it. Other than that, I mean, though Welshman didn't really do a whole lot, I think he had a couple moments that he looked like he was going to bring a, a spark into our offense, but um, alas, it did not occur. So yeah, I, I got to go with Newton. Uh, he'll win the day then, two, two against one. I'll give it to Ledesma. He was the only one who I noticed some good things happening. It was a very quiet game for everyone else. Uh, Corbin Bone don't have much bad to say, but I don't remember too much. Nazmi, quiet game. Richie Ryan, probably his worst game of the season. We don't have the passing stats in front of us because we're not even going to bother with that today. But um, <laughs> I thought Lahoud, out of all the midfielders, when I know he wasn't on as long, but he was the most solid looking when he came on. You know, and he's usually guilty of some blatant giveaways, but last night I thought he came on and was like steady the ship a little bit but yeah, he, he no time to really impact he, uh, i guess he earned it he earned a start for me he richie ryan can take a, a league game off i won't be too upset about it but maybe he'll be back to normal the early season man richie ryan on the opposite side of the spectrum i thought boehner did not have a good game at all i mean obviously you could say that pretty much about most of the people on our team last night but he really looked like a weak link out there to me last night so yeah blake smith had a great game for sure uh, not being out there yeah i mean we were texting each other about this earlier um it's easy to speculate but i think having blake smith in there he was just so confident with the ball at his feet and charging down the line i think it would have given us another dimension when things weren't really working down the middle yeah this week we'll do a a really quick catch watch you know i'm not gonna totally overreact and say throw him into the hawaiian lava but he's definitely ziplining over a volcano He's feeling it. The bottom of the soles of his shoes are melting. I will judge Koch by the results at the end, by the end of the season, not by one game. But I will overreact often and uh, question whether he is really the coach for us in the MLS. I say he's not. He will be, though. That's my prediction. But, yeah, he's burning alive. But uh, he has plenty of chances to redeem himself, including uh, the Minnesota United game. That'll be a quick way for everyone to forget about this game. Nick, you have a temperature? Thoughts? Yeah, he's in Hawaii, in a house, a nice rental, and he's looking at, out the window at the lava flowing right past this house. So he's not he's not feeling it yet, but it's it's definitely 
within the perimeter, within the proximity, close proximity to them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right. It, you can't you can't just start bashing on the guy because of this game. Obviously, there's a lot to look at. Um, I'll start judging him by how he responds to this, to be honest. And certainly, in the next time we play Louisville, that will be a, a good test to see if, if he's learned anything from the first two encounters. So, not not on a hot seat yet, but yeah, he's starting to starting to heat up. I think. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. His team selection, I thought, was fine. I don't really think he had a bad game plan. I mean, a lot of it was just execution by the players. But yeah, I agree. Let's see how he reacts next time we play Louisville. We've seen him twice. He's got to figure something else out. You know, you would think maybe with the MLS announcement, there's a little more pressure on him like he's coaching for his job. But let's be real. He's known all season that we were getting the bid just like we all have. So nothing changes for him. And he's got a contract for another year. So I don't think... He's going anywhere, which I'm not mad about. We'll see. But all this on the heels of Wednesday morning, the public found out in a roundabout way that FCC had been awarded an MLS team. The announcement was that a major announcement was happening Tuesday with Don Garber in attendance. The story was broken, if you want to say, by the Inquirer's Pat Brennan, who will hopefully be able to sleep at night after after Twelman stole his mega non-mega tidbit of a birding and Linder being in L.A. a couple weeks back. Hope you can breathe now, buddy. Everything's okay. I did not credit him on Twitter. Because I already knew! FCC Inside um, So now that our long, drawn-out nightmare is over, the question is, how do we feel? That seems pretty obvious. Nick, I know how you feel, but tell me, how does it feel? Well, I remember back in December just how insane things were between just us with the text and the constant monitoring of social media. It was just absolutely insane. But that's all kind of just dissipated over the course of five or six months. Not saying that we're not excited. We obviously are. But I think, you know, if we would have found out back in December or January, it would have, it would have been much more intense. Um, not taking anything away from it because it's, it's still absolutely amazing feeling. But um, I think I've just had a lot of time to process this and there's a, just a little bit too much exposure to the actual MLS process for my liking. But yeah, it was still just an absolutely amazing day. I mean, that was the holy grail and uh, we, we finally got it. So it's it's great, man. I'm I'm so looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, I feel the same. I wish I would have hibernated for the last fucking eight months and then I'd be jumping for joy. Like when we thought it was going to come earlier, oh, the reaction would have been fucking insane but now i think for all of us in the room here it was a foregone conclusion as long as they were just waiting for us to get our shit done so now it's like all right it's more like a sigh of relief and then come tuesday i think it'll turn around to back to jubilation i'm excited i'm really excited starting 2019 yeah it's gonna be fucking great all these players that we've been watching on tv for i don't know how long coming to cincinnati i think the whole city is gonna be excited it's gonna fucking rule yeah i noticed some fun things um bailey facebook they're still waiting on bill cunningham (laughs) to confirm that this is happening not everyone is convinced giving uh cunningham a lot of credit (laughs) for uh i guess a scoop and then like oh he called it and then uh i don't know he hasn't said 100 percent yet so i'm still holding out too because until uh until willie tells me yeah no i had the same same run in with people that we're saying if we get the MLS bid, and I, I told them there was no if at this point. 
And uh, I started posting messages about John Cranley making Tuesday a blue and orange day. I thought maybe that would be a good tip off for everybody else, but apparently not. They're not going to be convinced until they see Don Garber fucking arm wrestling with Mayor Cranley for whoever gets to own Taylor Twellman on Tuesday. I don't understand. I enjoyed on Twitter... uh... The pro-rel people, that's a promotion relegation if you're a loser. Coming out of the woodwork on Twitter, I think a lot of them are uh, DCFC Northern Garters in, in disguise, but uh, I didn't know there were so many, but when something like this happened, they're like, are you even really happy about this? You don't even have a club. You have a franchise. It's like, dude, you can call it whatever the hell you want. I don't give a shit. I'm going to enjoy it all the same. Quit trying to harsh Armello, and uh, I also noticed uh, Louisville fans. So this would be much more entertaining if we had just beaten them, and I could, you know, totally just sit on their face and fart. Uh, <laughs> but being like, "Oh, you're actually happy about going up?" Like, dude, what are you talking about? Your ownership wants to go to MLS too. It's just uh, not happening at this moment. Yeah, it's like imagine waking up and wanting to go to your favorite Borders bookstore, <laughs> and you walk down the block, and it's a Barnes and Nobles, and you're happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to that fucking idiot. I don't remember his name who made a brunch reference who's already outing himself as a bitch. <laughs> like, imagine going down to Taste of Toast on Lynn Street and then you get there and it's a Denny's and you're happy about it. Like, yeah, Denny's rules too, but like also you're a loser. Yeah. You're definitely over my hammy without the ham. <laughs> you're definitely a salmon shorter. Yeah. But uh the Louisville version. Yeah. Like fucking um, hillbilly salmon shorter. <laughs> like what a, what a, could there be a worst analogy? I mean, <laughs> there could not. Like like walking into any MLS team headquarters does does it feel like a cookie cutter Denny's? Like it's such a stupid thing to say. Like shut up franchise. Imagine you're thinking you're going to see your team play away in an empty high school stadium which is half concrete and half dirt to no fans. And you show up at LAFC's brand new stadium and Will Ferrell's there. And <laughs> Mia Hamm asks if she can sit with you and talk about her favorite Friends episode. I had and a, you're happy about it. I had a guy tell me that uh, in regards to in regards to that, he said, well, you know, like Philadelphia Union, they don't pull in that many people. You're going to still feel like you're playing in USL. And I looked it up, like their average attendance is like 16,000 people. I'm like... Yeah, they no, had eight, it's 18, not. 18 last weekend. <laughs> when you go to their soccer-specific stadium and there's not a lot of fans, you're going to feel stupid that you're not playing in our god-awful baseball Yeah, you're going to... There's, like, some bummer aways, which is Chicago is kind of dismal and New England. And then, I don't... Columbus is a whole other story, but it's all still 10 times better than the USL away trips. All of them. Yeah, and the teams are better. The teams are better. The players are better. If you care about, you know, the product that you're watching. And that's where I always differed from. I probably differ from a lot of Cincinnati fans in this way also, but Detroit city, especially their goal is supporter culture. That's like their fight for supporter culture. I personally want to watch the best games possible. That's what I want. I want to see the best soccer. I want to see the most talent that I can possibly watch in my city. If that means there's more rules about flares and smoke and you have to dispose of them in a certain way. I don't give a shit. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was arguing with someone about that too. Like, that's really what I want too. I want the highest quality of soccer. Obviously, us being lifelong soccer fans, I think that we just maybe, 
like a lot of other FC supporters have a different mentality on that. And I mean, there was people like online telling me, well, is it really better quality? Is it really when you have all these restrictions on things you can bring into the stadium and yada, yada, yada? And I'm like, are you really trying to convince yourself that there is not a higher level of play? It's not a higher caliber in the MLS? Like, h- how like delusional are you? Yeah, very. <laughs> very. Yeah, but it, it's, some people got maybe tricked by us winning those open cup games. Like, well, we've already shown that we could beat those teams. I'm like, that did happen. And that was great. That was the exception to the rule. Mitch playing out of his mind. And then I feel like the second half Red Bulls, that was the difference. You could see they were like, no, we're going to go ahead and <laughs> score three goals like it's nothing. Or, I mean, rewatch the whole Chicago Fire game if you guys want to. Um, how many times did we think they were about to score and they missed by inches? How many times did we not get even close to Schweinsteiger, who is, you know, they call it a retirement Old. league. This motherfucker just decimated us. It's like watching Nick when he'd play indoor with us. <laughs> <laughs> and no one can fucking get close to him, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, nobody who has even a basic understanding of soccer, I feel like, is making that argument. Or they just want to be in the USL anyways. Yeah, anyway, this is going to be our celebratory episode. We are, <laughs> Needless to say, we're all super excited about it. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously we mentioned it, and you know this. You're not coming here a week later for breaking news, but they're starting in 2019, which is pretty amazing. That's kind of hard to wrap your head around, that this is the last season in the USL, and that at this point next year, you know, Wayne Rooney's going to be puttering around on our field, and uh, actual like players in their prime and uh, are going to be running around on our field. And uh, it's crazy to think about, and... Um, the question a lot of people are asking is who are we going to bring with us? And there's really no way to know. Are they going to go players who don't play a lot, but are youthful and have upside? Are we going to keep some of the more solid veteran players? Are we barely going to keep anyone? Uh, let's just take it with three. Zach, if you had to pick three players to bring with you to the MLS um, for any reason, who are you going to take? All right. Well, let me preface this by saying I thought this past offseason was going to be the most insane offseason probably in our existence no matter how long this team exists but now this one coming up is going to be equally as exciting if not more exciting with our all our drafts and whatever the fuck else out of this team right now i take force lasso i take nazmi and yeah fuck it i'll take ledesma too none of the guys who are on the team right now are going to break the bank for an mls roster they're they're expensive for usl some of them but at the next level, you know, Ledesma is not going to be. He's like a USL DP, but in the MLS, he's probably bottom tier. So right, and Nazmi, I shouldn't even put in my list because he's the one that I know is on a multi-year, so he's going to be there anyway. So maybe I'll go with. This is kind of a hipster take, but I'm bringing Cicerone with me because I think he's got a huge upside as long as he can harness all his fucking powers. Yeah. He's fast. I want to see what happens with him, and I don't want to regret losing him because I think he's got a lot of talent. Nick? Yeah, like what Zach said with Nazmi, like, yeah, he's on a multi-year contract. So, you know, putting that aside, if that wasn't the case, I mean, I would definitely go with Lasso. He's just, you need someone that's going to be strong in the air. I mean, he's just a monster. Um, I would go with Newton because I think he really is a legit goalkeeper. He's, a, I think he's the best goalkeeper we've we've had on the team ever. Um and I, I honestly, I really like Bone this year. He didn't do much last night, uh, but 
I, I think that he's had such a, a good season. He really kind of proved to me that he's a much better player than I initially suspected him to be. Um, so, you know, I know that's probably not going to be very popular with everyone else. Um, if it wasn't Bone, then I would definitely say Ledesma. So somewhere in, in that group of, of players is who I would probably consider bringing on board. I made a list earlier without being restricted to three. Yeah, I mean, and they Bone, probably will bring yeah. five, I would bet. Bone so you could and Lahoud were in my list, too. I know he's pretty old. I'd kind of like to see uh, Dekel. I'd like to see him in the Open Cup. We'll see how he does against Minnesota. I'd like to see him against higher talent, see how he does. Nazmi, for some reason, I feel like he's one of these like minor league baseball players who ends up doing better when he gets called up. This could be based on nothing, but I feel like he'll be better in the MLS, which might be stupid. Uh, Corbin Bone, he's worthy of a spot on a roster. I don't know if he'll be a starter, but he could come. And uh, Ledesma. And Blake Smith. I feel like Blake Smith... If he keeps playing the way he's been playing, I could definitely see him making the squad. Yeah, the the excitement for the U.S. Open Cup has changed a little this season because we know there's going to be MLS teams coming in all next season and for the rest of fucking eternity. But if anything, I would like us to progress in it to see how some of these players fare against MLS teams and then maybe it'll give us a better judge on who would be ready to make the trip up with us. It'd be nice to keep some of these guys nearby... Hopefully not. I don't want a B team in Cincinnati just because they they do so poorly attendance-wise, and they're kind of a bummer. So hopefully if we have an affiliate nearby, some of these guys can keep around, but I know we, that's probably unlikely. Me personally, I I honestly cannot stand the, the two teams for the USL or any league for that matter, um, like the MLS two teams. I, I think it's just there's something about it that just totally rubs me the wrong way. I feel like every club should be a club unto themselves, like an organization solely in control of their own destiny you'll probably delete it no i want to leave that in there because i i mean i agree totally also this is live and uh oh yeah we don't edit this come on i think all the reserve teams should play themselves because i think it is it's bad for usl atlanta united too doesn't really care about results and i don't remember if i was just talking to you guys about this or if it was on a podcast we were watching atlanta you know we were dominating them and they had a lot of trouble playing it out of the back, but they continued to play it out of the back, like from the goalkeeper on and losing the ball back there. I couldn't help but think that's coming from the senior team. They want the team to play a certain way, so they want the B team to have the same philosophy. That makes complete sense. But they seem to be focused more on the way they're playing and learning than the result. But that is destructive to our league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a, de- like a developmental. Like yeah. It's like a developmental team or like an academy team. I mean, it's just like a learning process where everyone else in USL is like legitimately trying to win and trying to win the USL Cup. Uh, so that they can but on the flip side, transition it works out. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm... That's how the Red Bulls... I mean, I get why it's bad, but the Red Bulls won USL Cup a couple of years ago because they had a, a tremendous amount of young talent, including uh, men's national team, Tyler Adams, who's about to maybe go over to Germany. And that's why Red Bulls USL, Red Bulls uh, New York, Red Bull Leipzig in Germany, they all play kind of a similar style. In that case, it works out for them. But then they lose all of those good players, and there's a turnover, and right. then you're I mean, back to square one. Obviously, there's talent, and anything can happen. These teams can win the league, sure. I mean, half their team could be on MLS contracts. Like, they have talent. But I still think it's bad for the USL, and it kind of taints the season. Fuck USL. Burn it all down. We're yeah. out of here. Oh, shit. Um, uh, one quick note. Um, 
you don't want to call anybody out personally on a podcast because they can't really retort to you. Well, Pat Brennan can. He tweets. Everyone thanking him when we get this bid. Like, what the fuck did he do except for cry when Taylor Twelman announced something? Like, sorry, I trust Taylor Twelman about an MLS announcement more than I trust. I mean, I wasn't going to go on a Pat Brennan rant. <laughs> I was going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> They're basically one and the same. God, just stop bringing up. Man, I fucking had enough, man. He has not done shit. You keep talking about how great he was. I'm just happy for him. Oh, you've you've really seen us through this. Like, no, man. This is the same dude who didn't want to go to the opening game because it was 50 degrees, and he leaves at halftime to go three blocks away to get a beer and claims he's back in the 70th minute. You know, take a fucking hike, man. Yeah, before (laughs) halftime. Fucking... Don't forget he cried reverse racism during this bidding process. Uh, he just posted the other week uh, about color and and he's a Trump and all he has done is post the same link six times a day and we're all like this is like fucking day everyone fucking upvote party not to go on a reddit tangent on here but like I think that's what normally do fucking kidding me the best part with him I thought was when he posted about a tweet that was saying that we weren't going to find out about the USL schedule until six hours before the first game. <laughs> yeah. This guy <laughs> care. Like, he knows nothing. <laughs> Why does he, don't celebrate that. Give me a break. I don't know what to add to that, but... Uh, yeah, I know. This sounds really <laughs> fucking petty. I just, like, that's a head scratcher for me. Yeah. I, I'm just, you know, he's earned this more than anyone. Yeah, he posted more links than anyone else. <laughs> he's... This is such an amazing celebratory episode. <laughs> I remember, like, Birding said something. He was like, he owes us more than this. <laughs> it was like, dude. Yeah, yeah. As much as I want this for me, I don't want it for him almost <laughs> equally. But but uh, if you're a fan, appreciate you listening. Uh, <laughs> I think you follow us on Twitter. So shouts to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can I get eight mobile links about Knifey Line Radio tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. This is the most petty KLR I've ever listened to. These guys just fucking grow up. They're just shit-talking people from the internet. Shout out to the FCC Discord crew. You guys, you're the number one supporters out there. Uh, I'm getting emotional even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I think we both wanted a Thursday pod. There was just too much fucking happening. It just day. kept it just kept happening. It kept happening. And really I didn't even know how to add. I feel like everything was blowing up on Twitter that our our input was not even necessary. But the fact you guys thought of us, uh, you know, shouts to Golf for Miami. You're always there, keeping it real. It was too much info for me to process, regurgitate and vomit. You know, we were really just writing our our manuscript about how much we hate and uh you know we got sidetracked nick you wanted to add something you wanted to shit on charlie hatch or something what did you (laughs) something you said i was at least gonna say at least never um blame jeff birding for a rain out on a u.s open cup game (laughs) shouts to that guy he's been pretty cool since then but uh yeah you owe us we've been through a lot folks you remember that the miami rain out Somehow that was Jeff Burning's fault. I mean, he is the son of God, but he is not God himself. So just relax. But at the end of the day, the bit is ours. Uh, I'll be at Ryan Geist wearing a Knifey Lion radio shirt. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Uh, but if you, <laughs> if you see me, just give me a head nod from far away. 
I will be friendless and alone. Nick, final thoughts on this whole crazy week. Sum it up. Yeah, there's not really a, a good way to do it. I mean, we beat the Riverhounds Wednesday, found out about the MLS on Thursday. Um, found out also we're going to be playing Minnesota United here in Nippard on Thursday, which was a very welcomed surprise. And uh, on top of all that, probably the best thing that happened was Nas won the goal of the week last Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, just I mean, absolutely amazing. That's on the tip of everyone's tongue. I've been Lost celebrating that since Thursday. It's amazing. Lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah, if you didn't notice, I don't have any chance, so eat it, whatever. Zach, what were you going to say? Yeah, the only thing I will say is there's a healthy medium between saying, oh, who gives a fuck what happens in the USL this year, and then also the sky is falling because we lost this game. I really want to win the league this year, partly for myself and then also to quiet some haters and then the pro rel crowd can eat a bag of dicks. A uh, family-sized bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, plus we're capable of doing it, so let's do it, guys. I don't have any final thoughts. I've already said what I need to say. <laughs> I do get one chant. Nick, well, Let me ahead. just say also, oh. I don't know you personally, man. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I'll bleep out some of the worst <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> Nick... Give us uh, is, what is another awful Taylor Swift? Go ahead. Take Deckel's cleats and learn to slide again. Keep Israel Palestinian free. Uh, no, that was great. Um, next week, I will attempt to do all of the Beach Boys' pet sounds as a chant. Um, I tried to work on it earlier. I came up with zero, so we're off to a good start. Uh, you guys <laughs> ignored my chant in the group text about Ledesma. I must have forgotten. I was pretty upset about it. Which one was it? No, I, I do I do remember feeling guilty for not responding later. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I know I get up for work a lot earlier than you guys wake up, so I'm texting kind of early in the morning. It was to the tune of Punk Rock Girl by mm. The Dead Milkman. Great song. The song is fine. I think they're kind of overrated, but that's neither here nor there. We'll save that for our pretentious music podcast. Anyway, there's a lot of words here <laughs> praising... The best Argentine player ever. Ever. Every Tuesday, Maradona mows Ledesma's lawn. Cambiasso does his dishes. Raquel May makes his lunch. Ledesma! <laughs> Crespo makes his tea. Yeah, Messi watches Manu's YouTube clips all night. He's the greatest Argentine, Ledesma. It's good. I think the only thing that held me back was I didn't know the original song. So right, let me try again. Poser. <laughs> <laughs> Every Tuesday, Maradona mows Ledesma's lawn. Cambiasso does his dishes. Raquel May makes his lunch. Ledesma! Crespo makes his tea. Yeah, Messi watches Manu's YouTube clips all night. He's the greatest Argentine. Ledesma. Cole Bailey. Much better. Yeah, <laughs> we maybe slow it down a little bit, but uh, it's all true. Take it literally. <laughs> Diane Schlag, Prepared North, Bailey Orphans, <clears throat> Queen City uh, Sausages. All you guys. Whenever uh, I think of Crespo, I think of whatever FIFA year that was. And we'd sing the songs. Yeah. Crespo makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring up the fact that we're going to be in FIFA? We are going to be in FIFA, but apparently the short notice teams, it's not quite as uh, we don't get quite the footprint we will get the year following. But yes, there will be some. We will be represented. What kind of speed rating do you think Kenny Walker is going to get? <laughs> I hope they 12. can. How many pixels is a 2018 Kenny Walker? Naz, Nazmi's uh, faux white jersey belly definitely gets a 78. Yeah. That's really funny because, you know, we were all talking about how Nas was two ho-hos away from a fatty after his debut. And then you see him in person. This guy is rail thin. 
The jerseys are confusing, but only has to wear them for one year because we're going full on Adidas. Final thoughts. We're in the MLS. Louisville is not a team anymore. They have disbanded. We're in first place still. First place forever. Going to win the Open Cup. Going to win the USL Cup. DCFC never. Brad Rusin never. Louisville never. James O'Connor go to hell. Koch do better. Nick, add to my thoughts as I'm going. Can you can you match me as I'm going? Excellent weather. <laughs> yes, nice work. See you Tuesday. Uh, Don Garber's okay. Rise together. Uh, oh, you want to hit him with a harmony? We can't can't be any worse than that first one. Uh, no, no. Start again. No, that that made sense. <laughs> no, it made okay. sense. Can you not hit that? Ha, 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 ha. No, I don't know. I'm not expecting Nick's note. He's like doing a minor chord okay. there. Dude, start lower. Start lower. I'll do the second note. Oh, girl, great. So you work off me. Oh boy. Should I do the same note? Sure. Just do a lower. Do whatever octave. you feels right. Ha. Rise together.